Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Amanda Grace here with you. I know we're, we're coming on early today because our guest, Vidar Lagarde from uh, Safari Missions, is in the Congo. So we have quite a bit of a time difference here that we were trying to orchestrate. So Grace is out and about flying around in back of me, just so you know. So you never know when she's going to pop up. And uh, hello to everybody watching in the United States and around the world. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Hello to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. I'm going to open up in prayer and then we're going to bring on Vidar to talk about what's happening in the Congo. And I'm going to talk about something from December 2021. Uh, interestingly enough, where the Lord pointed at the Congo, he highlighted it to me. Uh, and so we'll talk to Vidar about that as well. So Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality and might. We give you all the glory, honor and praise due your name. We humble ourselves before you this day, Father God, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives. So you, your will and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach to the earth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He redeemed us. He rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven and is victoriously ruling and reigning forevermore at the right hand of the father. He is truly our advocate before the throne of God, Lord. And we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to just fill this place right now, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. We pray by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God. May only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Father God, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are merely the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. You deserve all the glory, honor, and praise without your breath of life in us. Father God, we don't have life, Lord, and we just praise you this day, Father God, with thanksgiving, Father God, and joy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Hello. Oh, there's people on from Dublin, Ireland, from Quebec. Well, praise the Lord. We're happy to have you with us. And let's bring on Vidar from Safari Missions. Hello. Well, hello, Amanda Grace. Great to see you. You too. How do you say hello in their language in the Congo? What language do they speak? Well, Swahili is much used. Uh, there is also French. Habarigani uh, is the uh, Swahili way of saying hello. Uh, what are the news of the day? It's kind of like ours, uh, what's up version. <laughs> well, there is a lot that is going on in the Congo and that Safari Missions does. So I just want you to explain to everybody, what does Safari Missions do in the Congo? Yeah, that's that's a great question. There's, there's a lot of different activities going on. Uh, today, we have had uh, training for pastors, about 37 pastors uh, in training today. Uh, we also do a lot with um, entrepreneurship helping the people to become uh, productive with the resources that they have. Uh, you know, in, in, in many of these countries, there has been uh, colonialism and an elite that want to tap into the resources of the place. And then the general population has remained uh, very poor, um, economically, almost like enslaved or, or set back. And we know that Jesus came to set us free. 
in all different areas, freedom from sin, freedom from sickness, uh, freedom from economic problems as well. So we train people on, on how to get to know the Lord, but then also engaging in the principles of, of economic development. Uh, we believe that a strong church is a mission sending church. And in order to be a mission sending church, you have to have somebody that's uh, producing economically in that church so that, uh, well, one, put food on your table, but also that you can propagate the gospel as well. Now, what would you say to people who say, oh, the Lord doesn't want us to succeed in business and we're not supposed to, you know, have a lot. And what would you say to that, Vidar? Well, I would go through a long list of scriptures that would uh, that would combat that. If you look in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28 is the blessing and the curses of the old covenant. Mm -hmm. In Galatians chapter three, we have that Christ redeemed from the curse. So that the blessing of Abraham should come upon the Gentiles. There is a misnomer out there that only the Jews should be blessed economically, those that follow the Old Testament law. But uh, in the New Testament, it very specifically says that Christ became poor for our sake, that we might be rich. That's right there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, in the middle of the biggest giving chapter, monetary chapter of the New Testament. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, it is very written, uh, economically speaking that we should be the head and not the tail mm -hmm. that we I'm should not borrow but we should borrow to other people mm -hmm. uh, about the blessing of abraham it says that uh, abraham was very rich in silver in cattle and in gold and the blessing of abraham belongs to the gentile so you know there's a lot of religious thinking there's a lot of teaching that's been floating around based on just portions of scripture Certainly their love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself is not the root of all evil, no. but, but the love of it is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if you're, if you're looking for money for the sake of building a bigger house for yourself and a bigger house and a beautiful family and a big car is number one on the wish list, then I don't believe we're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but we need finances if we're going to spread the gospel and uh, those finances have to come from somewhere. So God definitely wants to prosper us, but um, being being full of pride about it and being very greedy about it, those certainly aren't scriptural principles. So, so there is a balance there and all that. Yes. And basically what you do is you teach people to fish instead of giving them a fish. Well, if, if, if you give somebody a fish, you know, that lasts for a few hours and you're, and you're hungry again. And not only that, but now you are training people to believe that somebody else should be their source mm -hmm. and not their own productivity. You know, Paul was very, very stern with the Thessalonian church. He warned them on his first visit. He warned them in the first epistle of Thessalonians. Then in the second Thessalonians, he said, I warn you by the Lord Jesus Christ that if any of you are uh, keeping idle, uh, have nothing to do with this brother uh, because idleness is a sin just like many, many others. And and he told the Ephesian uh, church, you know, make sure you are uh, productive with your own hands so that the, let him who steals no longer steal uh, and, and rather produce with your own hands. So lots and lots of scripture and biblical principles we can bring up in, in this kind of a discussion. You know, what's interesting too is the, the, the parable of the talents I like to reference also. Because when yep. he gave it to them, what did they do? What did the two do, we'll say? Because the one buried it and did nothing with it. And right. he's the one that got completely scolded for doing nothing. But the other two took it 
and they did something with it and they multiplied it. Yes, and something very interesting with that story is that, uh, you know, reading the story initially, I'm thinking a talent is a coin, mm -hmm. uh, but a, a talent is approximately 6,000 days worth of work for a laborer or 20 years wages. It's, a lot. it's about uh, 70 pounds of pure gold. So we're not talking some small thing that the Lord has given us to be uh, stewards over. Mm -hmm. And he expects us to increase whatever area of influence that we have. Uh, if you steward that well, and you always seek to upgrade the area over which you're influencing, uh, whether that's a janitor or you're a CEO or you're a pastor, it doesn't really matter. Anything that is stewarded well is going to grow. It's going to shine and it'll increase in value. And those are principles that come straight from the Bible. They, they are, and, and we are meant to steward. So when the Lord gives us something to steward, A, we have to prove to him we can handle what he's going to give us to steward because he's not going to give us something we can't handle. And I think some people get frustrated and wonder why God doesn't give them more. Well, when he sees you can handle it and you prove your responsibility and worthiness with it, he increases it so you can steward it well for him and, and be blessed to be a blessing for others and really cultivate it and cause it to grow. And stewardship is something I think that is not taught enough in the church about how to really steward over something and watch I would, over I, Yes, I would absolutely agree with that, that uh, when, when something is stewarded well, uh, the Lord will bless and increase. Uh, you might even say that society will bless and increase because mm -hmm. if somebody is running a business or a company and you steward that well, it's going to grow. Uh, if you're doing a good job of running a church, it's going to grow. You know, anything that is healthy will grow. And uh, these are these are principles that, that the Lord is in favor of. And so uh, steward things well. Um, influence uh, will grow. Assignments will typically increase, as we see with the with the parable of the talents that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you have one, two, three, four, five talents, whichever the case might be. But if you if you steward that well, it's going to grow. And uh, as, as Rainer Bonke says, we will be part of, um, of uh, plundering hell and populating heaven the more <laughs> that we steward things well. Amen. I loved Reinhard Bonke. He was absolutely amazing. What, what he did, it, what he did in Africa and, and you and others have, you know, have carried on that mission and gone out into the Congo, which is not the safest area. Let's just say there are areas of the Congo <laughs> That probably are quite, you know, we'll just say interesting, uh, you know, to, to, to go through. So if maybe you want to talk about the area um, and, and what has happened, because I remember it was December. I'm going to tell you the date because I have it here. It was December 17th, 2021, when the Lord had said in a word I had given to watch the area of the Congo. Wow. He highlighted that area. It was December 2021. Quite interesting. You know, if you talk about natural resources, it, it's, it's the richest area on earth. Um, wow. Gold, diamonds, um, cobalt, which is used for semiconductors and, and, you know, batteries, which we're using a lot of that with, with, uh, with cars these days. 
uh, more than half of all these resources are coming out of uh, out of the Congo. So, and that's part of the reason why the, the area is so dangerous because there's so many so many hands that want to get in the in the pot, so to speak. Um, we have teams um, in Congo right now. Uh, ISIS is in there. Um, really, they we're plundering some some villages here. Uh, was that yesterday? Two days ago. Um, we've had some pastors that have had troubles coming to our seminars because um, ISIS is there and blocking roads and different things. And uh, that's that, you know, we've been in Congo now three, four years, and there's been a lot of these uh, kind of events. So one of the things that we do then is um, we are regularly on radio programs. If you think about the United States or the Western world in the Great Depression days in the 1930s and the transistor radio had just come out. You they know, all gathered around the radio at night. That's what they did. Yeah. Right? So if if you have a radio, you're going to that's that's the only mass communication that there is, so to speak. Uh, if you have a handset, you'll be tuning in. If you don't have one, you there, it's very likely you're going to be over at the neighbor's house to see what's going on on the radio. So it's not uncommon to see five, 10, even 20 people sitting around uh, a radio handset listening to the radio. Uh, in, in many, many, many different areas of the Congo. So we're on three different stations. Each station is uh, reaching about one million people. And, and as you can imagine, when it's like 1930s in the U.S., you have a very, very large number of people listening. It's not like with us, you know, you only listen in the car on the, on the way to work and then television is everything else. So it's a very effective medium. And we get lots of reports back from pastors taking the messages, they're preaching it in churches. Uh, we're getting reports back of people that are distraught and 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 down in spirit, so to speak. But uh, they're taking the encouraging messages, starting businesses and doing something with their lives so that they can produce and and, and put food on the table. So that's one area that's very effective. Uh, so when when you go in, say you, you, you have decided, OK, we're going to go into this village and we're going to help them. What are some of the first things you do to help? to help teach them and, and kind of get the foundation ready for them to build businesses, to feed their villages, to help their church. And yeah, so very good question. And very often, you know, poverty is a mentality that that produces lack of money. Poverty itself is not it's not the lack of money that is the problem. It's it's the mindset. Mm -hmm. And um, when, when people have been in deep poverty for a long time, uh, we start with getting people to understand you've actually been created in the image of God. God loves you. God likes you. You, you have to help people to start thinking differently about themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you start understanding that Christ actually paid for all the problems that I am in uh, and get people to help start understanding I'm a valuable being, it, it mm -hmm. does something with the way you think on the inside. Uh, and then from there, we help them to understand you know, all sins have been paid for. Christ wiped all of that away. So guilt, shame, all of this is, is dealt with at a, at, at a deep spiritual level in people's hearts so that they understand I can actually come boldly before the throne of God because Christ paid for that. Mm -hmm. That's where we start. Then, That's of course, we talk about... Yeah, it's, it's a good foundation. It's a very good foundation. And, it, you know, it, it impacts more than financials. It impacts your whole life when you start understanding these things. And it becomes a truth that people start feasting on every single day and impact family life. It impacts all kinds of different areas. That's right. 
And, it does. Uh, we train people on family life. We train people on how to run churches and so forth as well. But uh, work ethics is, is, is a big deal. And uh, if you look across the Western church landscape, um, think back to how many church services we've been to and how many services or messages have we heard just on productivity and, mm -hmm. and work ethics. I think for most of us, it won't be very many. Mm -hmm. But if you think of, uh, you know, most people in, in a 24-hour period, um, say a third goes to sleep, a third goes to family, and a third goes to work. So work and family are the two major, which, by the way, are the only two institutions that you find in the garden. There was no church. There was no government or any of these things. But God gave Adam and Eve a work assignment. He did. And gave them a family. And so those two are the foundational building blocks of any society. And if you want a society to grow and, and, and to prosper, you have to make sure that those two building blocks are well laid uh, as the foundation of the society. And then from there, you can properly build a society. And, and I think this is why in, in areas of the world and in the U.S. too, they want to push things such as socialism and other things to get people off of the work, dependent on the government, you know, and the, the two, if you, if you look at it, the two things that you just said, work and family, are the two things that are being attacked heavily right now in the upper echelon of their plan here. Right, which is, which is that's how you destroy a society. You, you attack those two areas. Um, this is how Babylon fell. This is how Rome fell. If you look at family values in those places, uh, it was a cause of, of things to crumble. And then with the lack of the work ethic and just, you know, spending all day at the bats, if you will, you know, with entertainment kind of things, uh, then things will crumble. And so um, it's it's the job of the church to uphold what God has created. Now, I'm not it's, sure we've always done as good of a job as we should in these areas to make sure we uphold these values and help people understand this is the way to build your personal life. And this is the way to build a society as well. That's right. It's our job as the church to carry the standard. We are the standard bearers of the Lord. So the Lord sets the standard and we are to carry it. Into, Very into true. Uh, you know, Paul says of the church that it's a buttress of truth. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we need to think of ourselves, that, that we really uphold the truth. And, and as you say, we, we set the standard. You know, there's a lot of people that don't read the Bible, but when they look at us, it should be a good reflection of what the Bible says. Amen. That's right. And it, it, the standard is so important because it keeps us grounded in the Lord and it keeps us walking in his will. And it keeps those guardrails up that keep us on the right path is what it does. And this is why the standard is so important. And when people want to start weaving all over, like in back of you, you have your book that says a fork in the road that you wrote. That's what, yes, that's what happens. Yes, yes. All of a sudden they're going towards the, they're going way off the standard on a road to perdition. Right. I mean, and, and those are the choices. You know, you talk about the fork in the road. It's, it's, it's a road choice and it's a choice that we make every day, really, in all the little small decisions that we make. Uh, there is the Lord's way to go about things and there is the world's way to go about things. So if you're talking, uh, you know, a micro schism in, in our marriage, there's the high road and there's the low road. 
If you're talking about um, what to do with our life after uh, 5 p.m. when many of us are done at the office or done with work, there's the high road and there's the low road. And, you know, there's there you can you can do entertainment or you can sharpen your skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of those choices have ramifications that you'll you'll get the taste of down the road. That is true. It is true. You know what it's like? It's it's like a it's like a garden. And if you don't constantly work in the garden and weed the garden and look over it and make sure it's tended to, then what's going to happen? Weeds are going to really anchor really deep roots that are harder to pull out. They're going to come up and they're going to start choking the plants producing the good fruit because you're not tending to it properly. That's our life in a way. It all started in the garden in Genesis. This is why. If we don't tend to the garden properly, there are ramifications of that. Yeah, that's that's a great analogy. And, and uh, you know, you can we've had some rental properties and you can see with the various people at the rental properties. Uh, some are good at tending the property in the garden that they are in and and some are not. So every tenant we've ever had, they've either increased or decreased the value of the properties uh, that we've had. Small example, but it goes with all areas of life. And the more we look into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God. Um, and, you know, when we look in the mirror, you, you know, with me, I try to find hairs that are crossed, you know, that needs to be fixed. And, you know, you, you look for those small little things that needs to be fixed when you look in the mirror uh, so that we can be presentable um, the way we should be and a good example for other people. So. These are the things that we have taught uh, over in East Africa with safarimission.org. We've done this since uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. We have been out on the on the Somali border uh, wow. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough, tough areas. Al-Shabaab, Al-Qaeda are, are out there as well. I'm but sure. uh, just realized a long time ago that you can't you can't be afraid of darkness. The only way to combat darkness and, and you can't pack it up in a box and try to ship it out the door. You know, you don't focus on the darkness. Uh, you walk into a dark room. The first question is, where's the switch? How do we get the light on in this place? Mm-hmm. And that's the way we work on the Somali border between Kenya and Somalia. That's the work we the way we work in eastern Congo with all these. Um, yes, they're insecure, dangerous areas. There's a lot of different things that are happening here. But uh, the only way to deal with that is is to get the light on. And so we just focus on getting the light on. And we know that uh, with time, the more truth and the more light you can get into these areas, the more the truth and the light will will deal with the darkness. And uh, <laughs> I remember one time I was, um, I was told I'm the first Westerner that slept that this was in Kenya that uh, spent the night in a village in Kenya and there was multiple different witch doctors around. I was just going to ask you about this, about encountering these things. Yeah. So, you know, and, and by the way, there's probably more witchcraft happening in the United States today than than there is in Africa. Um, It's interesting to watch that, but, but anyways, I'm standing at the crusade and I'm challenging the witch doctors to show up on the following day publicly. So this is like an Elijah prophets of Baal. Kind yeah, maybe a small scale version of it. Sure. Um, you know, when when you focus day after day after day, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. Christ is in me. He has conquered uh, death, hell and the grave. 
and he lives in me. He is with me and he is for me. And by the way, the worst thing you could ever do to me is send me home to walk on streets of gold a little bit early. So, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of things in life to be afraid of. So, yes, I challenged all these witch doctors. The following day, our teams are doing door-to-door -door evangelism. Well, they pass by the doors of every one of the witch doctors in that particular village, and they have all boarded up their homes, and they have fled the whole area. Wow. And this is what happens again and again when somebody is confident of who they are in Christ and who Christ in me, who he is, then, you know, you can cut off a chicken head and put it on my doorstep and, you know, try to put spells and all that kind of a thing on me. But I think Balaam found out that that, that doesn't work real well because Moses knows too much. And that's the way it is with us as well, that, you know, we're not afraid of somebody trying some of these little spells or whatever they're trying, because we know we're walking in the favor of God. Amen. And when they attempt it on you, it brings condemnation on them. Many times it backfires on them because they're coming up against a child of the most high God. And so it, it, it it's not a smart strategy because even though they they walk in some kind of power the power we have through christ jesus is far greater than that it far surpasses that it is far more powerful and people have to learn the authority of the believer we have to walk in it and know it and live it because that's when you see things like this happen very true some of these spells will return on them when when, when you know who you are and uh when you know who you are and you know the power that you carry, then it, it becomes, um, I am not afraid of witch doctors, devil, or Satan himself. Um, they're afraid of me because the greater one is in me. So, you, you know, you completely turn the tables when you understand authority. And it's a little bit like, um, you know, if you don't understand authority and you're a member of the U.S. military going in, into foreign land, uh, that's scary. But when you're well-trained, as a Navy SEAL, then you just take courage and you know that the powers of the United States government, they are backing you up. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the way it is with the believer's authority. You know, we've been given assignments. And um, as long as we walk within the assignments that the Lord has given us, uh, then there is nothing to be afraid of. He's the one that's backing us up. And sure, there might be turmoil and there might be opposition, but... Um, the train doesn't stop for every dog that barks. So you just keep on rolling. That's right. And we have an animal sanctuary, so we know all about this. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about this. That's why I left Grace out and I left the birds all chirping because I, I said, this is going to feel like the Congo to the door right in back of me. Yeah, we are at the golden hour here, uh, sunset hour, and uh, birds are chirping. That's for sure. How far ahead are you, Vidar, in the Congo from the United States? Uh, so you're, you're Eastern time. So um, we just had daylight savings. So seven hours ahead Okay. Uh, in the Congo. The rest of East Africa is eight hours ahead. Now, what are the most significant things right now that are happening in the Congo that we need to know about in the United States? Well, um, Pray, pray for that nation. Uh, in many ways, I mean, Ukraine is all over the news, right? Uh, and it's a fight for resources. That's part of what's happening there. There's some other things as well. 
Uh, geopolitically, uh, Congo is a very, very important uh, nation as well. And so uh, we, we learned a long time ago that when you pray for these areas, uh, then the Lord gives us assignments and instructions for how to carry out those assignments. And this is why Paul prayed for many of the churches and for me, pray that the will of the Lord will be made known, that the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our hearts will be enlightened, that we will understand the hope to which we've been called, that we will understand the inheritance that the Lord has given us, mm -hmm. and that we will understand that the same power that is at work within us is the very same power that, that God worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And so my, my, my request would be, Pray along those lines for the believers in the Congo, because when you understand the inheritance that is ours, when you understand the hope that we have in Christ, and when you understand that the very same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that is at work within us, when the believers in the Congo gets a hold of that, um, and, and you start understanding things of productivity, it becomes very difficult for the global elite to control you. That's why we try to implement socialism. That's why we try to get a nation dependent on the government, because then you can control everybody. Yes. But when people understand the freedom that we have in Christ and starts rising up and doing something with our hands to produce something, uh, we become a nation that can't be controlled. Uh, rather, uh, we become a people that start taking care of ourselves. And, uh, and, and the whole nation of Congo. We see the nation of Congo um, a time of prosperity for this nation, a time of freedom, a wave of revival sweeping over this nation is what we're seeing. Amen. Amen. You know, that verse in Ephesians that you just spoke, I pray that every day. The one in That's Ephesians amazing. one in Ephesians three every day, pretty much I speak that those are two very powerful verses. They're in the Believer's Authority, the book The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagan, which I happen yep. to love. Uh, and so they're very powerful and they're very important. But yes, you know it, it, what's going on in the Congo and what you're doing, the and what others are doing is so important because it's tilling and it's preparing the soil for those revivals to take place. For this, for this, you know how a geyser, it builds pressure underground first and everything's gathering and all of a sudden it goes. That that That's what I kind of see that that's going on there is that you've got all of this gathering and building and you guys are preparing the soil and readying it for this shift yeah. to happen. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pioneering kind of work. There are believers in this area, but there have been very little outside influence for a very long time. So they need to be well established uh, in these truths. And it's very true. We see this, um, like, for example, in the Somali border area that we have worked with and training police and military chaplains in this area. Uh, one of those chaplains that graduated from a program four years ago, he came back to us right before Christmas. And these are areas where, I mean, some of these guys are telling me that they sleep the best at night when they don't sleep in a building and dig a hole in the ground because a bullet goes through a wall in a building but it flies over a hole in the ground i mean these are the kind of areas they're working with um he comes back to us and says look in those three or four years we have opened eight churches in in these areas and it's hard work to till the ground but um there will be no harvest unless somebody goes in to till the ground so we're we're glad to be able to do this kind of work 
And we know that uh, with the tilling, with the sowing, with the watering, uh, the body of Christ is a team working together. And we're going to see great, great things happening in the Congo. Praise God. Exactly. It's about working in agreement. You know, we have to understand agreement as a body of Christ. The enemy understands it. it's one of the first thing that's taught in the occult that even if you don't like each other, you agree and you work together. And the body of Christ has to understand this right now uh, in this time with what we see happening and shifting around in the world. That if one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, hundreds of thousands and millions coming into agreement can do incredible things for the kingdom of God. Very, very true. So very praise true. The Lord for that. We want to put up the website quick so people can actually see it, where to go. It is safarimission.org. They could actually, he has the book, The Fork in the Fork in the Road, that's in back of him. You can download that there as well. Uh, and, yes, you can, you can. and you can also be a blessing to them in what they're doing, because what you're doing, Vidar, is amazing. You're in, in, in an incredible part of the world uh, that is very sought after uh, for very nefarious reasons, we'll say. Um, and that's why we have to be lights in a, in a dark place. And that's why you're there and you have been stationed there. And that is your territory that the Lord has put you on. And we will continue to support you and pray for you. Thank you so very much. Yes, go to safarmission.org. You can donate. You can download the book. It's a free PDF as well. Mm -hmm. um, lots of little video clips, testimonies, and stories that you can get at the website as well. Wonderful. Vidar, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Amanda Grace. Thank you. We'll have you back on soon. Love to your family, and we will continue to pray for you. I know our viewers will pray for you as well. Amen. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too, Vidar. Thank you. God bless. Blessing. Okay, everyone. And that concludes our interview with Vidar Lagarde from Safari Missions. And you can go to safarimission.org to learn more. They're doing very incredible things in the Congo for the kingdom of God. And you can learn more there. So thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be broadcasting in the next couple of days. We will announce it. There is a lot going on right now and a lot of prophecy we have to go over with what we see happening right now uh, in the United States and around the world. So we will announce for that for sure. So thank you everyone for joining us today. God bless you. Keep the faith. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six. We love you and we will see you soon. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace, and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com. That is bh-pm.com. Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code arc 
ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble Arcade at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARC. God bless everyone. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking for guidance, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of this. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, I gave them I to my uh, VP of operations also, Ronnie. And she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked. So, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. This one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> so it's good. Hello everyone, it's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. 
I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021, when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. And seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh, get set free, healed, delivered. Uh, we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um, I have prayed with so many uh, amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been uh, an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people, to be able to minister to them, for my husband Chris to be able to minister as well, and uh, for, for Clay and General Flynn to allow me to, to even speak there, to even speak and, and speak what the Lord has to say. People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. Uh, and so reawaken america has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for but also to get necessary information they need because the word of god says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us we hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone.